Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch podcasts, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. We seriously use a lot of their products. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the cool labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, they have you covered. And is if you needed another reason to buy your protein from them, they now have all sorts of these boots that you can add to your protein. I'm actually reading this off of the recent protein tub that I ordered. Caramel Macchiato Whey Protein Isolate Microfiltrated with Probiotic Boost, Super Greens Boost, Multivitamin and Mineral, Essential Amino Acids Boost, and Lion's Mane Mushroom Boost. And it still tastes phenomenal. So go to truenutrition.com, look at all of their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You will not regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social media. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom land as usual. Did not record last week. My fault. I was in Chicago for a work event doing a fuckload of walking, um, going around to all these booths where like they had like robotic stuff set up and like uh, big machines and all this other stuff trying to find stuff that could benefit our company that I work for and stuff. So that's what I was doing. So that's why we did not record. But uh, I did have the best steak of my life at Michael Jordan Steakhouse, which you have eaten at, correct? No. Oh, oh, you haven't? Oh. No, no, no. Okay. No. That was the one at your hotel? Yeah. Man, that was pricey. And what what cut of beef did you have? It was a 14-ounce New York strip. Okay. And it was how much? $63. Okay. And then they had Wagyu on the menu, but it was not, where was it from? I don't remember. I'd have to look at the. the, You said you've never had Wagyu, right? I have not. But then you, you broke it down to me too, about how like 
it's not real Wagyu or unless well, it's from Japan, it's not considered Wagyu. No, it is. They can call it that. But I mean, beef beef purists will not consider it to be real Wagyu. And why? Why is that? Is it because it just doesn't come from the right place? It's still prepared. Yeah, because it did not come from Japan. The way the cow is raised, the way everything is done, is specific to Japan. Now, again, I'm no connoisseur. I've had Wagyu from somewhere other than Japan, and I've had it from Japan. Both were delicious to me. I couldn't tell you which one necessarily was better and for what reasons, you know, um, but I get it. I get if people want to get like, uh, you know, super protective of the, the craft, if you will. Yeah. But well, here's an important question. How do you get your steak? I normally go medium because I'm okay with medium rare, but a lot of times they still don't cook medium to medium so i i normally fall within those two okay see i usually go rare and hope it comes medium rare yikes there's a lot of places well look dude if you're not at a place like you were at and i don't know i've never been there so but i mean if you're at like a basic sort of like yeah we serve a sirloin or we serve a fucking filet or whatever it's like they're likely going to overcook it. And I, I, you know, so I always go undercooked and hope that it comes the way that I want it. But if it comes you know? out rare, you're fine with it? Yeah, totally. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, totally that's, too, that's, a little, that's a little too much. Well, there's a difference between raw and rare. <laughs> that's true. Right? That's true. <laughs> so like, I know the difference and I'll tell you like, no, 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 that's raw. Yeah. I'll Gordon Ramsay the fuck out of that steak and be like, no, 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 no. Take that shit back. But, well, I'm glad you got to go to that place that, that looked, I mean, the menu was awesome. That would have been a place where I was like, all right, I'm going for broke at this place. If I, I would have ordered the most expensive cut of beef for sure. I mean, the most expensive thing I think you could have got would be that they have a platter. It's like a sampler of different types of beef, but it was like 260 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to pay that much. I barely. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of ba- silly. Yeah, I barely did what I did, but I wasn't paying for it technically. Company was paying for it, so yeah. I went ahead and went all out for it. But was it the the best steak I've ever had? Possibly. Would I spend that much money again on a steak if I was doing it myself? No, because the taste difference between that one and like going to Texas Roadhouse is not enough for a. Forty How to fifty dollar difference. Dare you? I mean, dude, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm okay with Texas Roadhouse. I am too. That's my point. I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, of the chain restaurants where you like, okay, of the chains, that one is up there for me. And and uh, what's the Fifty Four Street Grill? I don't think I've had. Have that. you been to one of those? Uh. Uh-uh. Now I will say. I went to one recently. It was before the uh, Three Days Grace Wage War show. Mm-hmm. And the food quality has gone way down from what I remember. Okay. So when my wife was in college, she actually worked there. She was a waitress there. And she would always, she would always, you know, rant and rave about, you know, uh, fresh ingredients. We make our own ranch. We do this. We do that. 
And the first time I went there, I was like, Jesus Christ, this place is the bomb. Like, fuck Applebee's. Like, why would you ever want to go back to a Chili's after you have this? Sh-? It was good. Yeah. And then I was there and I was watching the, f- and it wasn't even anything that I had to eat. I was just watching the the plates come out to people around me at the bar. And I was like, Ooh, that looks like shite. So I don't know if it was the one I was at or if their, you know, standards have gone down, which is completely possible because of the pandemic and because you know amongst other things don't want to completely blame it on that but like uh yeah i was like oh no but yeah texas roadhouse dude they have good stuff yeah they do i'm okay with that yeah i would go to one of those right and that, but like that's, if you were like but that's if my you were point, like invited I... me to dinner and you're like get me in the car and then i'd be like oh by the way where are we going if you said texas roadhouse i'd be like all right cool <laughs> if you're at if you're like oh we're going to applebee's i'd be like fucking let me out dude i'll I'll fucking like i'll fucking walk to wendy's like i'm not gonna let me out of the car yeah uh but that's my point though like texas roadhouse i can get a really good steak and walk out of there with like a a 30 dollar tab on my own versus i will be honest i've never had a steak at a place like that where that's not a place that i would order a steak at at texas roadhouse yeah no dude you're missing out Okay, I'll try. I'll try it. I always get, you know, I mean, I go for safe shit when I'm at a place like that, but it's good. Yeah. And the portions are astronomical. Like why they think any one person needs to eat. <laughs> oh, wait, that guy looks like he's had six beers. We should probably take him a heaping amount of anything. <laughs> like that's me. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, I've never had a steak there, but I'll try it. I'll try it. Okay. Yeah, you definitely need to. I don't know. Yeah, I just when it when it comes to me ordering a steak at a restaurant, it needs to be kind of a special place. It needs to be it can't be a chain. I don't know that I've ever ordered a steak. Well, I was actually, from a chain. I was actually well, let me ask you this: forget thing. about forget about that. Okay. When you're at home, how do you cook your steaks? Me, I'm gonna go medium normally. No, 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 no. Like, how do you prepare them? What do you do? You grill them? Oh yeah, grill, do do? grill for sure. And you have a gas grill. Uh, I've got both, but normally we do gas because it's easier. Hmm. See, here's the thing. If I'm cooking a steak at home, it's going in a cast iron skillet with butter. There you go. Okay. Every time. I'm with you there. Every time. Usually. I mean, it depends on what type of cut we get, but it's typically, I mean, I typically go sirloin, put that fucking bitch in a fucking (laughs) cast iron. Yeah. Because my wife and I both like it pretty rare. So five minutes, six minutes tops. You know, and then you let it, do you let your, do you let your steaks sit? Do you let them rest? This is a very important question. You mean bef- like after they've been cooked? Yes. Or do you just take it off the grill and start eating that bitch? Uh, no, I normally let it sit for a bit. Okay. See, I give it about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. That's probably about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if it's cast iron skillet, even still, cause you know, it's, I still let it, it's just, I don't know what it is. But let's say, do you have a reasoning on why 10 minutes? It's the way I was taught to cook a steak. Okay. Uh, any red meat, actually, that's the way I was taught to cook it. Just let, let the meat rest. Let it, you know, I don't know. I trust the person who told me this. I trust them more than myself. So, (laughs) okay. Whatever. I don't know, but (laughs) okay. But, um, speaking of red meat. This is a weird transition I'm about to make. I'm, but it I'm has ready to be for done. the segue. I'm curious on where this is going. 
Did you hear about the Boston Celtics head coach? No. Do you know his name? No. Because it's not an easy name to say for most white people. So his name is Ime Yudoka. But um, okay, I know the name. He was going into his second year as head coach. He, you know, took him to the finals last year. They should have won, my opinion. They were winning. They were the better team. Nonetheless, he is he has been suspended today by the Celtics for what they're saying to be could be the entire season. Okay. Because he had a consensual. I want you to remember that I said that word consensual relationship with a staff member. Okay. Which goes against their company guidelines or whatever is in their handbook. Okay. Now, when this story broke, what's very important to know is that it was leaked to the media. Okay. Okay. Now the media being ESPN, I think was the first to get the story, did not say who leaked it. And they also, and when they first reported it, didn't say what he did. So it took basically the entire day for us to find out that, oh, he had a intimate relationship with a member of the Celtic staff. Now, is that against the law? No. Is it against their guidelines? Perhaps. Maybe they didn't disclose. And I don't know how that works. Usually in the corporate world, if you disclose the relationship, you can't get in trouble for it, right? Right. Well, here's why people have a lot of problems with this is that he, for 10 years, he's been linked to being in a relationship with the actress Nia Long. So clearly he's, he's, uh, he's doing some running around, if you will. No reports. Neither one of them have come out and been like, no, no, we've, we've been separated or we're not, whatever. They haven't said if they're in an open relationship, but for the, from what, Everyone knows about them is that they're in a relationship and it's not open. Okay. So what you're saying is that this is a media shitstorm, And if it was your, if, if it was you, you know, making the calls here, he wouldn't be fired because of this, because it's still a personal situation, but that's an important, but I'm glad in, you asked that, but it's in the media Im- now. So that backlash comes on the Celtics. Well, look, I'm glad you brought that up. And that's an important distinction to make here. And this is why I have a problem with this. He's not being fired. So clearly they want him to stick around. He didn't do enough to get fired. He just broke company policy, which is worthy of a suspension. So my question is, if the Celtics leaked it to the media, which it sounds like who the fuck else would have, why did you do that? It's this guy's business. Right. Why does anyone else need to know about it? Right. You know? Yeah. You, like, if the media goes, well, like, you leak it to the media, you at first don't say why he's being suspended. If they go, well, why is he being suspended? All you have to do is keep saying, well, he broke company policy. You know? Right. And you don't have to give a timeline. You don't have to say how long he's being suspended. But for them to now go, well, yeah, he had a consensual, very important, again, I want to bring this up, consensual relationship with a staff member. But now you're putting his personal business out in the open because people know him to have been linked to this actress and being in relationships. So now he looks like a shithead in that way where it's like, couldn't you have? And I know it's not their job to protect him from being a scumbag. Right. But don't but, you, but don't you think they're taking, the, they're trying to get out ahead of it? 
Like, because regardless, if they don't come out and say exactly what he did, they just said he broke company policy or whatever he suspended, the media is going to find out. It may take, it's going to take a little longer maybe, but the media is going to find out pretty quick exactly why he's being suspended. So they're I trying mean, to get out of there would have some, yeah, trying I mean, to, there would have some, yeah, there would have been some backdoor shit going on. They would have found his source and. But like because because in that situation too, now the media finds out exactly what's going on, and now they're going to look at the Celtics also and saying, "Well, they're not saying why," and now they're trying they're going to be thinking, "Well, the Celtics are pulling some shady shit. Why won't they? Why aren't they telling the the masses why they're suspending this guy?" Yeah, but if he didn't do anything worthy of being fired, then why is it like what? Like I that my only question is like. If it's not a fireable offense, then why is it our business? I mean, shouldn't it stay within within the company? And I know it's on the. I know that we're talking about the NBA, so the company really is the NBA, not the Boston Celtics. But this isn't an NBA policy. This is a Boston Celtics policy. So they right. could have kept it within the Boston Celtics circle. Right is what the way that I'm reading it. Now again, I could be wrong, and again, you know. I think eventually people would have kind of added, put two and two together. They would have kind of connected the dots and they would have been like, all right, well, this guy, this is what he did. Or someone told me this is what he did. They would have found somebody and interviewed him or whatever. But again, it's like, ah, is that really, I don't know. It just feels like this early on seems a bit odd to like announce what it was before you're even announcing whether he's fired or not. Because the way that the story broke is like, this is what he did, but oh, by the way, he's just being suspended. In a situation like this, isn't it kind of weird too that like, if it's not a fireable offense, how is it a suspendable offense? Well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't know what their company, we don't know. We, meaning you and I, the public don't know what their, their company handbook looks like. But again, like also if you're that dude, you're not really disclosing that to the company because you're in a relationship. So you don't want to look like the bad guy within the company. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not defending him. Like he, he pulled us, he pulled a, a, a shady move. It was a scumbag move. You cheated on your girl or you tried to go, you tried to work the system in a way that allowed you to kind of hide this and you got caught. But like, that's the other thing. How do you get caught? Who, who told on him? Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. So uh, I wonder, it's I wonder, a very bizarre, I wonder if that's we live just... in a bizarre time where like, we're more worried about the crime, meaning we have to prove that you committed a crime more so than like the dude's life. Right. Right. Yeah. Because once you tell me, oh, you didn't commit a crime. Well, then I'm like, well, I don't fuck care. <laughs> I, no one's perfect. Yeah. He cheated. He cheated on his girl. Like. That happens a lot. Right. Doesn't mean he's a good guy. Doesn't mean I like him. Doesn't mean I defend it. But that's not something that I feel like I'm not going to crucify the guy for that. But here's the question. If he's suspended for a year and a year from now, they're still having a consensual relationship. What happens? Then it looks stupid. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. He was suspended for no reason. uh, Well, not necessarily. Again, if they didn't their relationship. Right. But do they resuspend him or do they fire him at that point like you uh, can no. they can they say well i know but Dude, they're not going to fire that guy he took him to the nba finals in his first year as a head coach 
So do they change the policy? <laughs> no, I think he just learns his lesson and he moves on. It's like, hey, by the way, if you want to sleep with one of the staff members again, regardless of who it is, you need to disclose it. We have, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, dude, it's a, it's a corporate machine. Like it all, it works the same way as everywhere else. Just because it's professional sports, it doesn't mean you get, you don't, there are no loopholes when it comes to this stuff. You know? I wonder if, I, I wonder if there's, I wonder if that's a company or like a, a team policy just for the staff. Or I wonder if that crosses like anybody that's connected to the team whatsoever, like including players. Like I wonder oh, if yeah. it is, it's all the way across the board. You think? Well, you would think that players and coaches are on the same level. Yeah. I don't know why players would be exempt from this. Right. I think players would have, players would have an easier time at covering this up and hiding it and keeping it under wraps Yeah. than perhaps he would. I find it bizarre that it got leaked in the first place unless he was being an honest guy, which they haven't come out and said. But I don't know. My, I guess I'm thinking, I, I probably, I don't want to like make it look like I'm throwing somebody under the bus for any reason, but let's say a big name like LeBron. Let's say LeBron is in the same situation. He had a consensual relationship with another person on the staff of staff of the team. Does he get suspended? Or do they find a way to put to get to hide this thing to where to where nobody knows about it? I, I think I think I don't I don't think you can use LeBron <laughs> as the example. I'm just saying. Which by the way, did you see his shaved head? I did. I'm not a fan. What took so long? I mean, yeah, he's he, that that took so that long. hairline's been running away for a while, but he should have done that when he played with the Miami Heat. <laughs> what, what what took so long? It looks good. You think so? Yeah, with the beard. Yeah, I mean, he, it looks good. Anyway, can I can I tell you my biggest problem with this whole thing with this this coach is like, do you know who Nia Long is? Um. No, I don't think so. God damn you. I know. I'm sorry. My, my, my biggest problem is like, why are, you, why are you running around on Nia Long? Nia Long is... Come on. I'm pull gonna, up a fucking picture. I'm going to. I'm going to. Here we go. This could really... Are you going to pull it up for our audience too, or are you just going to look at it on your phone? Oh, I can't. I, it don't matter. I can. Pull, pull up a picture. Okay, here we go. Let's pull see. up... Search Nia Long, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh wait, she was a, uh, she was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She was, she was Will Smith's girlfriend in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that was her okay. first claim to fame. Okay, let me pull up. Now she's much older now. I understand, but all right. So this is Nia Long. Okay, I'm, come on, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm You're running around on that girl. What's right? wrong with you? Yeah, that girl is beautiful. I've had a crush on her since I was 13 years old. I What's bet, this guy doing? I bet she's real happy that her when as soon as you put her name in too is that it's all tied to this. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, she was at the finals last year too. Oh, really? Yeah, man, she was there. She was. It's like I said, like this is a known relationship. Like people know about this. Like it's not like so. Uh, you know, naturally, she's going to be tied to the situation and her name is going to be out in the public because of the situation. Yeah. But that's my biggest problem. It's like, Hey, Emei, what are you doing, bro? You got Nia Long. 
What the fuck? This staff member better just be. <laughs> Come on. I mean, let's, let's do we, get do real. We, do we have, I mean, do we know what she looks like? It, I... I mean, her name's got to be out there too, right? Did you? I have me, not you, seen it. Oh, okay. I have not seen it. But, uh, you know, let's let's see if we can find something here. Yeah, I don't think they've... I don't think they've given the person's identity, man. I would really be surprised if they did that this early in the game anyway. Yeah, no, it doesn't even it doesn't even give a name. Huh. Just a female member of the staff, so. Gotcha. Um whatever, man, it's a bummer. I, you know, it really sucks too because while I do uh, while I do expect the Cavs to be really good this year and I have them in the NBA Finals. If they're not, if the Celtics are there, I'm going to be rooting for the Celtics because of Jason Tatum. I don't know what this does to the team. And we don't need to get into that because it's really early to even fucking yeah, well, predict yeah. what this does. But let's just say this. The guy replacing Imei Yudoka is Joe Mazzula, and the most coaching experience he has is college Division II. So Nice. Played Division I basketball, but the highest coaching level he has up to being an assistant in the NBA, head coach wise, is Division Two in college. So you know what's interesting about you saying that though is that I don't know if we ever actually talked about it, but I know we wanted to talk about it as a topic. And that was, do teams white people are re- bad tippers? Do teams really need a coach? And I think it was because of a Steve oh, Nash thing NBA. going on. Yeah, and you basically yeah. said no. You said, I mean, you've got five guys on the court out there that know what the hell they're doing. So I'm wondering how much that would actually come into play as far as really needing the coaching. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think in the, in this instance, this guy, I think this guy was a positive influence on that lineup. And I think he was a good coach. Gotcha. He also, he also came from the Greg Popovich school of coaching. Okay. So I don't know. And you got to think too, the Celtics were really bad in the beginning of the year last year. They turned it around completely after the all-star break and went to the NBA finals. And, and again, I think they should have won. I think they were the better team. Yeah. I think they gave that series away. Yeah. Uh, so I think in this case, yeah, I think he matters. Does Steve Nash matter coaching <laughs> James Harden, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? No, he doesn't fucking matter. He doesn't <laughs> matter also because those guys had to approve him. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all the other guys in the Celtics didn't approve Ime Udoka being the coach. He just got hired as the coach. And they go, hey, guys, you have a new coach. You know, it's different. I was mainly I, I, referring I mean, to what, those. What, what, what do you have to back that up? What do you mean? You just, like, do you know that for a fact? Oh, yeah. What, that Kyrie and Kevin Durant yeah. approved? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. That was a well-known fact. Really? I'm not okay. making that up. Okay. No, no, no. I would not make that up. Okay. I would make that up because I don't like either of those twats. But so why do you why do you think that it's not the same for the Celtics? Why do you think that none of the players had a, a say in? I don't think they have that in? power yet. Oh, okay. I don't think any of the players so on it, that team a okay okay have that power. B. I don't know if any of the personalities on that team would want that power. Okay. My guess. Gotcha. Um, but no, no, the the Nets thing that's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. Durant and I think Steve Nash even admitted that to the media. They're like, yeah, no, they had to approve me. I wanted had to sit down with them or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so stupid. Um, do you think? Do you think that should be a thing? 
or do you think the team i mean no it should not be a thing i I, I, take your coach and shut up yeah i mean i kind of agree with that but then again it's also like well you you kind of want the team to be able to have a say because you know they've got they've got to meld well with a coach and if, if you just throw a coach in there, you, you're forcing it to happen versus if the players kind of have a choice on who they pick. I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess there's, I guess there's too much money involved for something like that. To, yeah, you know, I mean, that's fine. I got a question for you, though. Is uh, Kevin Durant the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets? No, and that's a good point. Is, is Kyrie Irving? No, and that's a good point. Okay, then they both need to shut the fuck up and just play basketball. They're going to play the way they want to play regardless of who the coach is. Yeah. You can't – no one's going to tell me that the influence of a head coach is going to change the way that those three guys, which, by the way, one's not even there anymore, those three guys would have played that season. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Jason Tatum and all the guys in the Celtics would have played differently regard, You know, with if Ime Yudoka were not there. But – Again, he seemed to, and this is just from me watching a ton of games, he seemed to have a really good, you know, just positive influence on the court in the locker room. Like everybody seemed to speak highly of him and speak, you know, but again, I, you know, do I think head coaches matter? Yeah, not in the NBA. I think for some teams, yes. And for some players, yes. But for some players, no. You know. Hmm. But. I also think that if you're if you're one of those superstar guys, if you're one of those top 10 guys in the league, you'll get you'll get a say over who the coach is, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that just because you approve the head coach, you don't fall under the same scrutiny yeah. that they do. Right. I think your play should be criticized just as much as their coaching. Yeah. Like for your play to not be criticized as much as their coaching is, is absurd to me. Yeah. And this isn't the first time we've seen this with Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant was with the Oklahoma city thunder, when Harden and Westbrook were there, Scott Brooks took them to the NBA finals was named coach of the year. And then the following year he was fired. Right. Another full season. They go to the playoffs again. They don't go to the finals and he was fired. Right. This, dude, this motherfucker was coach of the year last year. He's fired. Right. What? What are we even talking about? Like, yeah. it's so silly. This is, you only see this shit in the NBA. In the NFL, like, you see well, guys I, I was, get I the would, benefit of the doubt. I was, well, I was going to say, like, not as far as the coach goes, but it's kind of the same situation with Jimmy G, right? He was one okay. game out from the Super Bowl last season. And all of a sudden, this season, he's a backup until now. And then they put him in and they're like, they have to be like, oh, yeah, he was supposed to oh, be yeah. our quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> Patrick Blair from Raised on the Radio was correct. Well, you, 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 weren't, you weren't right on the timeline. It I was took, off it took by to a, a second bit. game. <laughs> I was said- off by how many minutes? How many minutes was I off by? Uh, the game has started. Uh-oh. Brown Steelers, Thursday Night Football. In Cleveland. Are you worried? I'm not worried because Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback for the Steelers. If it were Big Ben, I would be incredibly worried. I don't like how the Browns played last week. I don't like how they finished. I don't like that Nick Chubb came out in front of the media and blamed himself. 
instead also, of holding his defense accountable. But another major thing you have going for you is that TJ Watts hurt. That is another thing which I'm okay with. He's not the only one either. Uh, someone else is. Mm-hmm. I want to say I don't maybe not. I don't remember who it is. Well, I I seen. I don't know if you watched that Pittsburgh game or not in that first that first uh, game, but as soon as like he knew his pec was tore, like as soon as it happened. And yeah. as, as he that's was usually one of those, inst- that's, that's sorry to cut you off, but that's one of those injuries that guys feel immediately. Right. That's not something that you walk off and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I can, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's like, it's a, a kind of like a pop. Like you, you feel it, especially if doesn't you, it send like a shock wave down the rest of your arm? I like think, you I can't, think your arms non-functional for a while and something like that. I know I've seen pictures of guys who have done it like bodybuilders and stuff and yeah. like their whole bicep and their pet or everything's purple, purple and black, yeah. everything. Um, but I wonder, I don't know if it matters or not, but like when he was coming off the field, he, you could see him. I, I watched him tell the coach it's tore. I know it's torn. I wonder if they tell players not to say anything like that because it, it was immediately in the media that, yeah, 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 that yeah. he was clearly saying it's, it's torn without him actually going back to the back and being medically seen or anything like that. I wonder if that's a thing or if they even care because it's going to come out it's no a, matter what. Well, I think it's a thing now because I, I think they want to protect players now. They don't want them to play injured anymore, regardless yeah. of the injury. Right. You know, yeah. And a lot of these guys are too tough for their own good. And, you know, it's not like it was back in the day where guys would get hurt, play through it, and you wouldn't know they were hurt until like three weeks later. Right. Like, oh, he's sitting out because he's been playing with a broken leg. And you're like, what? <laughs> when did that happen? We didn't even. So, like. Well, they said uh, Jameis Winston is playing with fractures in his back right now. Like, if you watch him play, he's got a big pad on his back. He's had, but hasn't he had back issues since he came into the league? I'm not sure. Since it's like his rookie year. I want to say that's like a, it, maybe it's a reoccurring thing or maybe it's, this is a new injury, but also, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned him. Have you noticed that? And we don't have to get into this because I believe me, I have not done the research, but have you noticed, this is the one thing I have done the research on. Have you noticed that Jameis Winston stealing crab legs back when he was in college, <laughs> got more media coverage than Brett Favre <laughs> embezzling welfare money? Oh yeah. That was only like a, it was like a second. That I heard about. I've seen tidbits that. about that. But when Jameis Winston stole crab legs, yeah, <laughs> it was all over every news channel. Yeah. Videos, commentary. <laughs> this motherfucker embezzles money from the government. There was a lot of big names involved in that, though, right? Wasn't it like an insurance scam or something? Uh, it's a big thing, and we haven't heard jack shit about it. How did this guy skate from a... Like, how did he... How did he avoid the media? Was there a, was there was there a local guy that was involved? There was a in local that? politician. No, like yeah. a was it was there a local athlete, or was it know. something different? What was Darius Miles in something? That's a different thing. in the news. It was some. We different? talked about that on a previous a previous did show. Okay, him okay. and a bunch of NBA players were involved in some sort of okay, fucking. Ponzi scheme. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> we, we looked. Scheme. We talked about it on one of. The, okay. We read. We read the story on one of the Dude, episodes. Every, everything, him and everything we talk about melds together. I don't know. So I'm actually just scrolling right now. And did you know that Tom Hardy's actually like really into uh, BJJ? I've seen. I've seen the posts. Yes. I wonder. The only reason I bring it up is I wonder if that was something he 
got into after like training for Warrior or if that was before Warrior? Something he was into before then. I don't know why this interests me. It just does. I, I can't think of anything I'm less interested in, <laughs> but I will tell you. I, uh, you didn't like that movie either, did you? No, I hated it. That's what I thought. Hated it. Hated it. Uh, I, I will tell you that it is the trendy thing for Hollywood uh, actors and actresses or whoever, just Hollywood in general to do is take jujitsu. Uh, what, what do you mean trendy? Like it's just pop. It's like, po- the, thing, it's like thing? the thing to do. It's like the thing to do for them to like stay active and train okay. and whatever. Okay. Used to be boxing. It used to be kickboxing. It used to be Krav Maga. It used to be this. It used to, it's jujitsu now, which okay. good for them. Okay. Like Jonah Hill's really big into it. And who's one of the other guys? Uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hey, this is a, a topic we didn't plan on talking about, but I'm curious. Uh, welcome to Wrexham. You did watch that, right? Yeah. Watch the whole thing? Uh, well, I've watched up till whatever the last episode was that came out last week. I know there was probably an episode this week that I have uh, not seen yet. Wasn't there only six episodes? Maybe not. So yeah, I've seen six. Okay. I, know yeah, I've I think six. there's a lot. I've seen th- up to the point where uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney went to a game. Is that the last episode? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about I, it? I was, I was just curious on what your thoughts were on it. Uh, so for any, well, let me get your thoughts because you're not a big soccer guy. Like I am. I'm not, so. but I'm actually more interested in soccer now because of that documentary. God damn it. See, like, c- couldn't you have waited to the world cup? The world cup's in a month, man. U S <laughs> is in. Couldn't you have waited until then? I was going to try. I was going to take you out. I was going to have you watch a game, yeah. try to get you into it. All right. Well, tell me why. Well, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, Welcome to Wrexham is a doc, a six-part documentary that came out about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, got together and bought a Welsh soccer team. Um, yes. So it starts it starts from the very beginning of them even attempting to do it. And well, hold on. How, hold on. Go ahead. It's very important to explain. Uh-huh. They bought a Welsh soccer team, which is at the very, very lower level of yes. the premier league. Yes. Like as low as you can get. Yeah. So they, they bought a failing dwindling franchise, right? That the only thing that keeps them alive is the fact that they belong to a small town who for over a century has stuck by them. Yeah. Okay. They, they didn't buy fucking Manchester United. This is not <laughs> right. what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is not, some lucrative thing that they got involved in. And it was an easy, you know, easy money venture. Like this was very risky. Right. But I mean, how, how crazy is it that they bought a team before they'd even actually met each other in person? That I don't know. And I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if I buy that, but really? continue with your, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Continue with you that you see you're jumping ahead. I derailed you. I apologize. Continue with your. All I was going to say is it the it goes from them at the very beginning of talking about buying a team, and then all the way up to all the kinds of things that they actually have to deal with of being owners on it with a team. And one of my favorite parts is uh, there's a part where they have to actually change out the field, or it's called the pitch, right? They have to change out the pitch. Yeah. And they say how much very expensive. Yeah. Ordeal. Yeah. To 
you know, completely take the old one out and put a brand new one in. And Rob just looks at Ryan as like, did you think that this was going to be something we would ever have to deal with by being owners of a soccer team? He's like, no, I thought we would be dealing with, you know, just players and things like that, not the actual pitch of the field and stuff. So, um, I don't know. It it was very interesting. I know you're a soccer guy. Uh, I had no idea when it come to like the promoting and demoting of teams and all that kind of stuff, that stuff really interests me because that's something that doesn't happen in any other sport ever. Right. So, and, and the fact that they bought a failing team, um, and then I guess my other favorite part, and I guess I'm, I guess spoiler alert, I'm giving some of the, the show away, but, uh, when they get to that final game where it's make or break and they basically told the coach, if you can make it to the playoffs, we won't fire you. We won't fire you. Right. And that's at the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But he, they tie. And, but, but means that, I mean, they had to win to go to the playoffs. They freaking tie and they get rid of him and 11 other players on the team. Yeah. To, to rebuild. That's insane. Well, that's the biggest piece of shit thing about soccer or that. And I think that's why Americans, when it comes to fandom, you just don't see it as much in America is because we don't like sports where you can tie. Even though American football, you can tie. Yeah. No one talks about that. Which they shouldn't. I don't know why they They shouldn't. It's ridiculous. There should never be a tie in any sport. Play till you win. Right. But I think that's always been a a big criticism of it. But, but all of the American fans that I know of who follow Premier League soccer avidly love that a team can be demoted or promoted. Yeah. Because it makes it higher stakes. Yeah. Every game you play, it's higher stakes. Yeah. You know, the St. Louis Cardinals, for instance, if you're a Cardinals fan, you'd never have to worry about them leaving Major League Baseball. Right. Other than the fact that they, you don't go to the games, they lose a bunch of money and they have to move the team yeah. out of town, which will never happen. Yeah. But like, just because they lose doesn't necessarily mean that they get demoted. Doesn't care. And that's the thing. You get demoted regardless of attendance. You can fill your stadium every single game. You yeah. can sell out every single game, but if you don't win, you don't win your league, you get demoted to the to the to the next level. So for them, like I said, they're at the very lowest level, which the fuck is it called? I don't you remember what it's called? I don't. I know they so the league, the level they were trying to move up to was the national league. And then above that, there's one more, and then you're at Premier League. I think I'm correct on that. But um yeah, I think for the for the people that I know that really do follow soccer more than I do and actually have like their favorite Premier League Premier League team, they love that aspect of it where you can there everything's high stakes. You can't fucking lose. Don't yeah. fucking lose. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Ever. Don't lose ever. <laughs> In fact, play to tie and we're okay with it because it just means we got a point. Yeah. You know? So the interesting thing to me, like you said, you know, they, they bought a team before actually meeting each other. I don't know if I buy that. The one thing I will say is that the guy that they hired to run the team, because they don't run the team. Yeah. You know, the financial decisions and all of the logistics go through them, meaning like they get reports, but they don't run the team. The guy they hired has been incredibly successful running other franchises. Yeah. So 
when I watch it and I see what they're doing, you know, like they went up to the National League and they got the highest score in the National League to come play for Wrexham, which they must have just thrown ungodly amounts uh-huh. of money at that guy at right. that level for that level of you know from for the level that they were playing at and you hear the guys these these you know these guys talk about it they're like we don't make millions of dollars right well that's another thing too is like that each tier that you go down the money goes down that you make also drastically right like like these guys are to the point of like yeah we don't play for money yeah like we don't make jack shit <laughs> But it's it, but it is a job. It's a full time job. Yeah. It's not like these guys are playing and then going to work at Home Depot. Like no, no, no. This is your job. Yeah. You just don't get paid a lot to do it. Yeah. So, but I do. So again, they hired a good guy to do that, and I do like the way that the documentary is shot as far as the soccer or football aspect goes. Here's what I don't like. And I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this, but can Ryan Reynolds stop being Ryan Reynolds for five minutes? I understand he's on camera and he needs to be Ryan Reynolds. But when I watch this documentary, it just tells me like, oh yeah, yeah. He's the same character in every role he's ever been in. This is just who he is. So he might be the worst actor of all time. Because they can't put him in any other role other than when he plays Ryan Reynolds himself. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, he's done a lot of, I mean, everything from drama to comedy to everything. You mean he showed a lot of range in the movie Waiting? Is that what you're telling me? Dude, that was early on. I don't know if that's a great, uh, a great movie to choose. That was, that was an early on movie. Okay. Um, he showed a lot of range in the movie The Change Up. I don't know if I remember that movie. Exactly. That's exactly my <laughs> point. I don't know. I just found it funny. I, I like the guy. I, I, I like the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm joking around, but it's like, Jesus Christ, can you stop joking for two minutes? Like, you can tell Rob McElhenney takes it way, or at least he shows his emotions more than Ryan, Ryan Reynolds does. Yeah. So after, after they rebuild, and it's like mid- like fourth game of the season, the following season after they rebuild, they draw, the team draws again. So they tie again. And Rob calls Ryan and he's just like, really, you know, they're talking about, you know, he in their conversations are really awkward to me. Yeah. It's like a big brother talking to a little brother that he doesn't want to talk to. Yeah. Do you get that vibe? Like Ryan yeah. Reynolds is the big brother. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't talk to this guy right now. I'm just going to talk my ear off about nonsense that I don't care about. <laughs> That's literally what the conversations are like. But yeah, like Rob's like, you know, I'm really sick of these draws. And he's like, we got to think about this. Got to think about that. And Ryan's just like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's all, but it's also like, I mean, I don't know how real it actually is. I mean, this is all probably, this is all staged. Correct. I'm sure. Correct. But, but this was a good this was a good moment though because yeah but in general Rob goes but, but in Rob general goes, if, this feels like the draw of conversations right now yeah. <laughs> and Ryan goes okay bye and he just hangs up on him I was like these are business partners like yeah. what is this what yeah. am I watching but then again like if you, if you're in a business venture like they've got going on and it just seems like the majority of the stuff you talk about when you're on the phone is like negative. For the time being, it's like I don't really. Yeah, they got to show the lighthearted, yeah, uh-huh. but the negative I think would 
do better, but I guess that's what Rob's for. And I guess Ryan's there to kind of pepper in the, I don't know. It's a good show. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm really, really interested in it. So look, if you like this show, what I think you should do is you should go out and watch the Sunderland FC documentary on Netflix. Okay. Which happened way before this documentary did, which yeah. is also about a failing English football club. Okay. Uh, British football club, if you will. You should watch that. I think you'll like it as much. Now that you've seen this, and you've kind of had the Hollywood aspect of it. I think you would like this one too. Well, like so, so even they say that it's but a the lot- concept really is the same. By the way, even even so they kind of in the show they say that it's about storyline for the most part, like the storyline behind the team. That's how people get invested with the teams and stuff. How did you decide who you like to watch? Is it because of a storyline? Like how, how do you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did you decide on a team that you like to follow the most? Random. Okay. Random man. <laughs> I, but, but here's the thing. I'll watch all the games. Like I don't necessarily have a team. Okay. I, if I had to pick one, I would say Liverpool just because honestly, because I think when I started watching they were on TV the most. Okay. Whatever channels I had at the time, they were on the most. Saturday, Sundays, whatever day it was, you know, during the day, they were just on. Okay. But no, I mean, I'll just, I'll watch any of them. You know, whether it's Premier League, whether it's a Spanish League, German League, you know. Uh, what really got me into, like, what really got me paying attention to professional soccer was the idea of watching the United States compete at the the world, the international level, right? Through the World Cup, through the Olympics, through you know, um, you know, the Golden Cup or whatever the case may be. That's what really got me paying attention, and I never really get that jazzed about nationalistic pride when it comes to sports as much as I do with soccer. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of the one we're we're not that great at, and we've never really won. Outside of our, you know, Concacaf, you know, playing Mexico and Costa Rica and those teams, outside of that, we've never really won a world tournament. Okay. Tournament. So I think maybe there's that aspect of it, and this was something that was ingrained in me. Maybe it's because I had these British fucks in my house every summer rubbing <laughs> it in my face, but this was something that was that was, you know, brought to my attention at a very young age. So. You know, I went, I went to the world cup when I was 12 years old. I didn't see the United States play, but I went to a game because it was in the United States. The world cup was hosted in the United States. And, you know, I was very drawn to, I saw Saudi Arabia and Sweden play. That's who I saw play. I saw them at the cotton bowl in Dallas, Texas. And when I went, I went with a cousin of mine at the time. And, um, when I went, every country who was competing in the World Cup had fans outside of the Cotton Bowl, tailgating, partying, doing their thing. And I was very drawn to that. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is an atmosphere. And it really is an atmosphere like you'll never, you'll never fucking see. So once I discovered this and then I started following 
United States soccer, I was like, oh, wow, like we, we have a ways to go. Like, I don't know if we're as crazy as other countries when it comes to, and we're not, we're just not. And I've been to, I've been to several United States games, uh, you know, albeit they were friendlies is what they're called. They weren't for any major anything, but I'm not saying that we don't have a good fan base. I'm just saying when you, when you see the Brazilians camped out outside of the cotton bowl for the Saudi Arabia, Sweden game taking place at 2 PM, it's a little bit different. It's just, it's, you know, you just, it's, it's hard to explain. You just kind of have to like, see it. And I might not even be doing any justice, but I mean, like I said, I saw Brazilians, Nigerians, uh, Swiss fans. I saw German fans. Like it was just, it was nuts to see. It was like a world event in one city in the United States. And this was going on all over the United States. It's not like it was all happening in Dallas. So nonetheless, it's a good show. Sorry. I was going way off. It's kind of like the, kind of like the Olympics, I guess. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'll say bigger because it's only one sport. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everyone has one purpose. Yeah. To root for their, their football team. You know, the Olympics is, is a bigger because again, it's, it's everything. Yeah. Now you have that nationalistic sort of sense of, of, of pride, but I'll be honest with you. I had a friend of mine that went to, Went to the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta. And uh, I remember him coming back and he was like showing me pictures. And I was just being like, that seems underwhelming. It just seemed kind of like everyone was just chilling. Okay. You know, there wasn't like a buzz. Yeah. Now, maybe it was the events that he went to and and you can't get into everything. You know, you don't have, it's not like you can just walk to from you. You couldn't go watch Michael Johnson run the 200 meters and then go watch the basketball team play and then go right. watch, you know, but it just, it felt, it felt very, it felt boring to me. The, but the weirdest thing about the Olympics to me, that's, I don't know. It's just always made me feel weird is how players on, you know, in certain sports will play for their home country, even though like they're on a team in the U S I don't know why that. See, I really like that. I think it's cool. I just think it's. I fucking it's, love. That, it's just dude. odd, right? Well, I well no, it's not, dude. It's not. I mean, if Manu Ginobili played for the United States basketball team instead of the Argentinian basketball team, he would be killed if he went back to Argentina. You know. Okay. If Dirk played for the United States instead of Germany, yeah. He probably should have because the German team was garbage, <laughs> but you know, you, you just, you know, uh, did you, Oh, by the way, did you see that? Uh, the dude from what's the Adam Sandler basketball movie? Uh, hustle. Hustle. hustle, hustle is yeah. it called hustle? Yeah. Did you see he played in some tournament for Spain and just balled his fucking brains out? Uh-uh, really? And they won the tournament. Yeah. For Spain. Nice. Yeah, and the final they played. I don't know, remember who they played in the finals or whatever this tournament was, but it was a it was a uh, international tournament. Tournament like in the finals, he had like twenty seven, twelve, and ten. Like just balled his fucking mind out. Nice, yeah. good for that guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Welcome to Wrexham. Go watch it, kids. I don't know. If I, I don't know. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you. Are you caught up on your Cobra Kai? I have not watched any of it. What a fucking loser. That's fine. <laughs> you don't need to watch are it. Are you? <laughs> oh, I finished it last night. Did yeah. you? Okay. And I can't believe it. They're going to make another season. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can. It's bringing in the bucks. That's what my wife said. It's been a huge, po- huge hit. She, yeah, she posted too. Like after, I think she was like in the room with me after I watched maybe the third or fourth episode and she posted on social media. She was like, you know, you know, I like Facebook. You can watch watching Cobra Kai. And she's like, my husband fell asleep while watching Game of Thrones, but he watches this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like I sure do. Also, Game of Thrones is terrible. That's another show that I've and, I haven't watched one minute of. Game of Thrones? Yeah. I watched five minutes and I fell asleep. <laughs> and then uh, I woke up to a guy having his skull crushed with someone's bare hands and I fell back asleep after that. I was like, oh, look at that. And I felt, you fuck, whatever. This is so boring. I feel yeah. like I get into shows like five years late on stuff. I, I, I d- like Game of Thrones, I guess it's probably been out for. Uh, long time. A, lo- a long time. Um, long time. But, but it, yeah, that's one I hadn't really gotten into. But like even shows that were massive, like um, like Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and other shows like that, like I, I was way late to the game on those. And I think it's just because I, I, I don't like being part of the trend at the time, I guess. That's a weird, that's a weird way to look at it, but I guess. It is, it is, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, the two shows you you just mentioned, I tried during the moment, and I just couldn't. I watched the first season of Breaking Bad, and I was not into it, but I just made my way through it. And then second season started. I tried to keep up every week, and I was like, "No, I'm done." And I have not, I haven't watched a single episode since really season two, episode two. Wow, I don't care. I don't care. I would, and I, then I was like, "Sons of Anarchy," the same thing. I watched I knew two you, episodes of season one, and I was like, "This is not." I knew you would. This care was about not. It. I am not the target demo <laughs> of this show. I know though. Yeah, I was also like, I was probably ten years late on Dexter. Really? Yeah, I w- I was really late on it. I don't even know why I started watching it. Maybe because it was on Netflix or something. I don't know, but yeah, Dexter. I was in right away. I was in right away on Dexter. Sopranos, I was in right away. Ozark, obviously, because we've been talking about it since yeah, it came out. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another big one. Yeah, Shameless, I was in right away. I was late, but not for any reason besides I didn't know what it was until I just start, I started watching it. Did you watch Oz? No. Yeah. See, I only watched, again, that's another one where I started it and didn't finish the first season. And I kind of want to go back and watch it just because it had so many crazy good actors and so many people who have gone on to do bigger things than Oz. I kind of want to go back and just watch it and see if it even holds. It probably doesn't hold up at all. Yeah. But. What was the, um, what was the show they say was so good back in the, I guess. The Wire. The Wire, that's it, yeah. Wire's great. I've never seen a minute, but I've heard that it's really good. So, now, you got you to watch The Wire because it is great. 
but you got to think about it took place over 10 years ago. Right. So yeah. place it in that time period. Right. Because there are going to be a lot of like outdated things you see and like, but no, the wire's great. Okay. The wire's great. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think you'd like it. There was a, <laughs> there was a show. You ever watch the show New York Undercover? It's very like urban, sort of like one of those cutting edge urban shows, right? All, all the latest hip hop was in it. And like the two undercover detectives were really cool and they dress cool. And like during the time when it came out, I fucking loved it. I lived for that show. I had to see every episode and I watched it like a couple months ago. Like it's on Hulu or one of these channels now. And I, I started like five minutes into the pilot episode. I was like, man, I was a cheese ball. <laughs> like I was like, I was a stupid, naive white kid. And, th- and I guarantee you that's what they're going for. Like we got to get the, the young white male. That's who's going to watch this show. And it was bad, really bad. Shout out to, uh, I don't even remember the guy's names. Damn it. I know one of the guys is Michael DiLorenzo. He was the Hispanic cop. What was the, the fucking black dude's name? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, before we go, we got to talk about Post Malone. Yes. Now, before we talk about what happened, and it's very important to talk about what happened because it happened in our city. Mm-hmm. Are you a Post Malone fan? Uh, I'm going to give you an end. Because I've told you to check him out. You have. Obviously, you didn't listen. I I have listened to some of it. Okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a few songs that I'm I, I could listen to, but it's not like I'm not gonna listen to every album. So like his hits. Do you like any of the hits? So like circles, congratulations, like any of these songs that were or like rock star. Probably. I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't listened to it enough to know like what the names of each of each of the songs are. Circles, okay. I know. Yes, I do know circles. But other than that, okay. So I was, I'm, I'm a fan, and in my wife and I recently, we've we've watched him on like a couple of different shows. Like I know he did like a a day drinking thing with um, not Jimmy Fallon. Who's the other guy that does a late night TV show? Motherfucker. He used to be on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Okay. He has a show. He has one of those late night shows. So anyway, Post Malone was on it, and they had this like, uh, this bit where they did like they day drink. That's essentially what it was. <laughs> it's just literally them getting shit faced during the day at a bar. Okay. And I remember watching that with her, and we watched a couple other things, and I was just like, dude, he just seems like a really down to earth, just fucking cool dude to hang out with. Like, I want to have a beer with the guy. Like, I just want to like talk to him and fucking rap, like just talk about music. Like he obviously is a music nut. Like he obviously like gets it. Like, I think the first time where he really like won me over and I had started listening to him before that was during the pandemic when he did that whole Nirvana cover set Yeah, from his own house. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is, and I don't know what it is. May, again, and maybe this is like just a testament to like me getting older, and it was like a nostalgia thing for me. But I heard many people back me up on this. Is like, man, that's it's pretty fucking cool, because it wasn't about him. It was about people. It was about his audience. Like, I want to give you content, but I'm gonna make it cool. I'm gonna make it different. 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's when he really started winning me over. But so this past weekend, he injured himself while performing here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Basically, fell through the stage, broke a couple of ribs. Clearly, when you, I, I'm sure everyone's seen the video by now. Oh, you're this, not living under a rock. Is that Scott Trade, right? It's called the Enterprise Center now. But that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Corporate. Uh-huh. He was at the corporate arena. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and you've seen the video by now. Yes, I was a fan of him before. I'm definitely a fan of him now because that was brutal. He broke a couple of ribs. He took ten minutes, came back out, and did a couple more songs, and he's still on tour right now. Wow. I know you can't do anything about broken ribs. There's no surgery. There's no, I mean, you have to worry about a punctured lung, but like you can't do anything about it. So it's like, he's performing in pain, Yeah. but shout out to him, dude, for real. You know what impresses me most about him though, is apparently he smokes an ungodly amount of cigarettes every day. Oh yeah. He's a chain smoker for sure. Yeah. But it's like apparently worse than chain smoking. It's like back to back to back to back all like. Multiple packs of cigarettes a day. Well, he's in his 20s still. So <laughs> don't do that for another 20 years. But Right. Why does that impress you? Because, well, I mean, I guess just because I would think that would massively affect his singing. I'm glad you brought this up. So I want to talk about something and I'm not doing it out of disrespect. Okay. 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 If you've seen the video of him falling, it's very clear that during that fall, he was not singing a lick. Okay. So. Okay. Now, we've talked about this on many other episodes before this. Tracks are tracks are tracks and people use them, especially pop artists. But let me just be very clear. That dude was not singing that song. Do you think not during the moment that he fell? I say, do you think that it's just certain parts of certain songs? Do you think it's what just certain know, songs, man. or do you think it's this whole set? Well, let me say this: when you are playing an arena of that size, and you have so many hits, it's pretty easy to get away with it. There are less expectations of you from your audience. They want to hear congratulations. That's the song. Was it? Yeah, it was congratulations that he fell. I'm pretty sure. Season J. No, it was circles. It was circles. Okay. So like people want to hear circles and they don't really care how they hear it. They just want to hear it. That's why they paid $75 to see you play. You know, again, I'm not hating, but he wasn't singing. No, but that kind of goes back to that, like that Bon Jovi conversation we had, right? Where... There's some yeah, stuff. I think this is the same, bro. You don't think so? No, I think this is just a part of the routine. This is a part of him being Post Malone. You're a global superstar. You don't need to sing every song. You really don't. I don't like saying that, but he doesn't. Especially that, dude. It's him solo on stage, dancing around, yeah. going from one side of the stage to the other. Yeah. Do those vocals need to be perfect, especially on a giant hit? No. Right. I've seen him sing. We we've all seen him sing. You know, we we know that he can sing. Yeah, that's not the case. I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is just the simple fact, like smoking or not, falling or not, he wasn't singing. 
during that song, during that part. Okay. So, All right. I think he's a G. I, he came back out. He performed. Whether he sang or not during that, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But good for him, dude. I'm a fan. I want to well, be the first that, to say You it. know, that brings up the another topic, too, is if he had broken ribs, does having tracks on the rest of his songs that he would be singing on during his set, ha, does that change his mind on going back out there or not? Like if he, if he wasn't doing thousand, one <laughs> thousand percent. Yes. I'm sure it's not easy to sing with broken ribs, but if you don't have to do much of the singing, then all right, let's no. fight. Let's, no, let's fight it, through no, this. No, no. It would suck <laughs> to sing with broken ribs, dude. Yeah. Because you're using, you're using, like if you're a singer, singer, you're using everything. It's coming from your gut. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it you're using your ribs yeah. in a way. So yeah, no, no. So. I think the other, the only other cool story like that that I've heard is the one where uh, Dave Grohl broke, broke his, his foot leg. and then just had it all casted up and then came back out and just sat on that throne and finished it out. I saw him in St. Louis on the throne. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, he finished that show too. Yeah, when he fell, yeah. which is well, yeah. So anyway, like with, with Post Malone though, like I immediately posted no pun intended, I immediately posted on social media. I was like, why the fuck is there a hole on this stage? Yeah. And it took like several, several hours. And then someone were, you know, responded to my post being like, I think someone like it was where something came up, but it, was, it went back down and it was supposed to close, but it didn't close. I'm like, Oh, so you're giving me the worst possible answer <laughs> is that someone fucked up <laughs> and they're responsible for him breaking. Like, Oh, like I thought it was just, uh, this was just like a brief thought that I have. Like I thought, maybe thought it would. He was grabbing stuff from there, so he wanted it open. Like guitars would come up, and he just kind of wanted it to be that way, easy access. He didn't want to have to like. Neither one makes sense. Yeah, necessarily, just right. have a tech run a guitar out to you. But like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's the worst possible answer you could have given me. Like, oh, somebody fucked up, and now he's hurt, and all of these people are fucked out of a show. But good for him for coming back out. Yeah, I like him with, with you know, coming full circle about media getting involved in everything. Like it's better off that there is no answer, because if not, we're going to be digging in to find out who actually fucked up, and finding yeah, you know, know, let's find the name of the guy that could have, you know, punctured Post Malone's lung. Well, I mean, it's someone in his crew. I mean, yeah, I know. that's who's in charge of well, stage crew, production crew. I would imagine. I would think. Everybody's insured, so right. it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> how's your how's your Browns doing over there? I believe it's Oh shit. 14-7 Browns. Jacoby's oh. lighting it up, dude. Oh, is he? Or is Nick Chubb yep. just running down two the field? Two pass TDs. No, two pass TDs. Mari Cooper and now Joku. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. Dude, anyway. I have to get Denver on the right track we are they are not looking good yeah i texted you russell wilson does not look great during that game and you did not respond so i guess you were not having a good time i don't i don't understand what's happening like the first game they lost they fumbled twice on the one yard line yeah on running plays like that should have been an easy win for a game but russell wilson just isn't playing like russell wilson i don't know what's what's happening let me ask you something. 
when's the last time he did play like Russell Wilson? I mean, he's played he's played pretty decent like the last few seasons, I think. So do you think a decent quarterback deserves 270, 50? What did he get? 250? I think it was like 254, 258 or something like that. You think a decent quarterback deserves that or an elite quarterback deserves that? Uh, well, let know. me ask you this. I don't know. How many $250 million contracts has Tom Brady received or been given? Well, this goes back. We've had this conversation, and this is the the whole Tom Brady thing where he has taken less money to have. I can't believe I'm saying a good thing about Tom Brady right now. <laughs> but, dude, have you seen him? Compa- Did you watch the Tampa Bay game last week? Uh, Who did they play? Uh, shh, I don't remember. They they, they played w- Dallas week one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I did not watch them last week. I, I don't know if it's because no, no they played uh this uh it was the Saints. Yeah there was that that's fight. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's personal life stuff going on because apparently there is a bunch of stuff going on with Tom Brady yeah, and I Giselle read that too, or whatever. But, yeah. Regardless, um he is pissed off at the world right now, it seems like. And he was th- his face is shrinking. He was him. throwing tablets and all this other stuff, and then uh that whole fight that happened was because of Tom Brady. He got up and he got up in the guy's face and was yelling at him. And then Bruce Arians was standing on the sidelines and told Mike Evans to go in there and protect Tom Brady. So he did. Mike Evans to the rest was like, "That's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do?" (laughs) So then he did, and then he got suspended. Headhunt somebody. (laughs) It's like let that little bitch protect himself. Yeah, but Uh, I don't know. I can't believe I just said a good thing about Tom Brady. I'm really upset with myself. I mean, I, you know, my feelings, I'm not a fan. I respect what he's done, but I'm not Yeah, fuck him. a fan, oh, yeah. but it could be fun to watch him. If this is how the year is going to go, if he's going to be pissed off at the world for the whole season. <laughs> you want to watch a pissed off Tom Brady? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, to see him kind of self-destruct in the playoffs would be fun, I guess, but. I don't know. I don't know. Before we go, are you uh you texted me this the other day? Are you going to Point Fest? Yes, we are. You are going. Yeah. Who are you most excited to see? Papa Roach. Well, I take that back. I as far as uh like main stage band goes, it would be Papa Roach. But actually I do I like Yellow Wolf also. Okay. He got added to the lineup. With Shooter Jennings, isn't that Waylon Jennings' son? I have no idea. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a big Yellow Wolf fan. Gotcha. But anyways, uh, the, uh, I am excited to see Brooke Royal. Also, it's been a long okay. time since I've seen them play. I was going to say of all the bands listed, aside from local bands that I know, Brooke Royal and Papa Roach are the only ones I give two shits about. Yeah, I figured. I can't really think of. So it's Papa Roach, Hailstorm, Highly Suspect. Yep. The struts. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, just don't, I just don't. Yeah. This, the main reason we're going is because I've still got the tickets from the original point fest. They got canceled and it's just a day for me and my wife to kind of get out and just listen to some music and drink and. Yeah. Well, I did on playing. Hang out, hang out. for. I, I would, I would join you, but. 
I got college football to watch. I got boxing to watch. I think I'm just going to chill at home. Yeah. You never know. You might see me there. I'll let you know. <laughs> I Can I tell you why it. I don't like Yellow Wolf? Yes. Because Eminem so, signed him? Oh, is that real? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That Well, that makes it worse. I didn't know that. <laughs> so to add that to the list. No, he, he fought really hard before he really became the rock musician that he is now, the rock country musician that he is now when he was still very much hip hop, he would, he would go on hip hop radio stations and get interviewed by hip hop magazines. And they would ask him about him rocking the Confederate flag and he would defend it hard. Now for me, that took balls. Like when you go into fucking the breakfast club or you go on Ebro and you talk about how you're not going to stop rocking the Confederate flag because it's, the way you grew up or whatever is, you know, he, he did one of those whole thing. Like it's a part of my culture and the way I grew up and it means more to us than just this and that, this and that. Right. That took balls, especially when you go into these hip hop stations, but also it's like, so what man, let go of it. It's gross. You, you, you like, you are a part of a primarily African-American culture and they've let you in, let go of that dude. Yeah. It, it, so when he did that, when he fought so hard for it, I was like, oh, God, you know, but then now, again, he was doing that. And I was like, well, that took ball. And I was never into his music anyway. So don't by any means think this is, has anything to do with music. This is just personality shit. Yeah. But then when he comes out with this rock shit. Which like he had that song on the point that got played quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing it in my well, he had he had a couple. Um American You was one. That that one, but the one before it. Till it's till it's till it's gone. Till it's gone. Yeah. So when that comes out, and then he's kind of like re he's like rebranded himself, and he's got this new image of like the the hats and the fucking cowboy boots, and I'm like, oh dude, I'm out. I'm out big time. Like I can't like. That's just not for me. Again, that's not for me. Although I did get a pair of cowboy boots for my birthday as a joke. I'm glad you said as a joke. As a joke. There was all, it was a bottle of Bailey's in a boot and a pair of cowboy boots. Do you know what that's? Do you know who old Greg is? No. Do you know that old skit? Uh-uh. All right. Let me give you some homework. Skit from what? No. Doesn't matter. Skit from what? It was a joke. Pull up. Go to YouTube.